everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Thank you for joining us. Across from me is the lovely and mulleted Cyrus Amundsen. Rocking a fresh mullet and rocking a fresh t-shirt. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, it's, uh, you, look, uh, you look nice. And as, when I brought up your hair, every time, I want you to know this, every time I bring up your hair, you put your hand to it like you're trying to fix it, like you want to go... In the middle of my comment, I'm going to stop and go, oh, shit, never mind. You got it. <laughs> I don't. It's more about shining it up. Uh, it's I, the fact that I am in clean clothes is a pretty big win right now. And, okay. and not just because I'm like a pig pen of a person. I'm because uh, <laughs> I thought you were just going to go last week was rough mentally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we our washing machine stopped working so oh fun yeah it's like two weeks ago our washing machine stopped working uh, probably almost three weeks ago now and uh, i don't know if you've tried to call a repair person in covid but they they're like oh 2028 you want us to come out and fix it in 20 like they're very busy for some <laughs> reason uh and so we what happened was our washing machine door broke and like okay. the latch on the door. Well, I have a question. Yes, sir. But how? Who's who's getting in a fight and deciding to slam the washing machine door to uh, make a point? I think you know the answer to that question. Well, there's four of you living there, so I'm assuming it's the person who's or having you to stick do... the baby in there, and she's trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually that's the new crib. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We well, so it broke originally, and what was happening was in the last cycle of laundry, it would pop open, and so you for a little while okay. there, you did have four adults who, while doing their laundry, would just be the last fifteen minutes would just be standing in the laundry room with their knee pressed against <laughs> the door, awesome. like re a real you might be a redneck if type situation. And well, I think you probably had two adults with knees against the door. And uh, since it's the spin cycle, maybe two other adults with something else up against the door holding Yeah, let it. me tell you what, Chad. If a knee leads up to a penis, I ain't doing laundry with that knee. 2020. <laughs> so, uh, no, I do, I do do my own laundry. I am, that's one of, the, that's one of okay. the tasks that my body allows. It's not something that I force on Jenna. But uh, Good for you. So then the laundry machine completely, it was like, I'm done. I don't work anymore. And there was a about a seven and a half day period between when that happened and when the repairman was going to be there with the parts to get it fixed. And uh -huh. we hadn't done laundry for a few days before that. So there's a pretty long cycle. And I know this is going to shock you. Uncle Cy doesn't have a lot of clothes. I don't own a ton of things. <laughs> And so we were like at the point where she came downstairs and she's like, are you wearing swim trunks and a polo? That's what I was. I looked like I was fuck going to a Jimmy Buffett concert on vacation. <laughs> Step on a flip flop. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, That's clearly not the words I combined two. I combined two different lyrics there. It's wearing. I don't know something about wearing flip flops and stepping on a pop top. So excuse me if we have any Jimmy Buffett fans here. If, uh, first and foremost, they are called parrot heads, Chad. Get the lingo correct. Stepped on a flip flop, and then I stepped on another <laughs> flip flop. 
<laughs> I'm going to get drunk in my front of my wife. <laughs> also, Parrot Head, there's no way Parrot Head isn't what, like, Jimmy Buffett fans call it when their wife blows them after a concert. There's no way that that's not. <laughs> yeah, Keith, it was a hell of a show. Got me a little parrot head, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, I don't know why. Why have I? Why did I make the Jimmy Buffett fan a hick? I don't know. That's uh, that's completely that's completely your thing. But I was not going to even interrupt you. I was just going to let you do it, anger some people, and uh, then you can get the messages. Because I do think the Jimmy Buffett fans are, unfortunately, a higher class of individual. Like, I think a Jimmy Buffett concert probably has a lot of Mercedes in the parking lot. I think... I would agree with that, but, but, high, but more money doesn't mean higher class. Let's just, let's just understand that, because millionaires laugh at farts. I mean, it's just it's the, absolutely true. So there's zero class in any group of people. Let me tell you what the highest level of class is, Chad. It's the SS Margaritaville uh, seven-day Jimmy Buffett-themed flip-flop cruise. Uh, so... We, uh, I don't even know where in the fuck I'm. Oh, I'm yeah. So COVID, we're not going to seven and a half days. We're not going to half days. The guy shows up. We're not going to go to a laundromat because I, again, I'm at risk during the pandemic. And there's just like, if, if there's a power rankings of places COVID exists, it's a fucking laundromat. Like I'm pretty. Yeah. Cause people are bringing their dirty things there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the place where you clean dirty things and they're just like i've spent a lot of time in laundromats in my life they're not great places sure the guys who you know those people are like the the coronavirus was created in a a lab in wuhan like that's the silliest shit i've ever heard but if you told me it was created in a fucking laundromat in long lake minnesota (laughs) i'm subscribing to that youtube channel believe it and i just want a little public service announcement for all the listeners everyone is uh is you know what how how did you how did you word it you're what during a pandemic at risk susceptible At at risk everyone is at risk uh during a pandemic. So just let's make that clear. We're all at risk here. If they're going to keep letting the vent trails from the from the laundromats infect <laughs> the customers, there's no way that this country... And then I tell you what, Chad, and then they come out with the vaccine and a 5G chip goes zoop right into your fucking arm and now you're a prisoner of the laundromats. So I, yeah, I love... <laughs> I could get really behind laundromats i wouldn't even walk by a laundromat because they pump that shit out like burger king pumps out their fake fumes of hey we're grilling in here are you though sweet microwave (laughs) i mean come on you walk by a laundromat you're like holy shit i gotta clean some clothes in there that smells amazing i want to smell like that you just walk in and there's you get in there just COVID everywhere (laughs) shit on the walls so i uh i am not i am not interested in interacting with the laundromat repairman that's not that's not my thing i think i i think i'm the sort of guy that everybody else should keep downstairs like sloth from the goonies anytime a service (laughs) person comes around hey you guys (laughs) so I love that some washing machine. (laughs) 
So, Jenna... He Baby gets, poop? <laughs> so, Jenna gets up, uh, or she goes upstairs when he gets here, and she's talking to him, and then she, they she didn't have an answer to one of his questions about the door, and so okay. she goes, Sai, could you come up here? So I come up here, and she goes, hey, he wanted to know about the latch and, and how it was popping open at the end of the cycle. And so I explained it to him. And this is like a 20, young 20s. I would say probably 23, 24-year-old kid. And okay. I explained it to him. And when I finished explaining it to him, he goes, are you Cy Amundsen? And oh, yes. Well, I'll tell you, Jenna and I had very different reactions to that. I am fucking jacked because, as you know, baby's got an ego. And I honestly, I don't care. Like, I don't care if it's from middle of somewhere, sports center. I don't give a shit. It's like the Cy Amundsen who's banned from the Minnetonka Whole Foods. That Cy Amundsen. Fuck yeah, buddy. You want an autograph? Oh, I was hoping that it would be. uh I know you tell people you didn't lose your virginity till your mid twenties, but you're my dad. No, that's what I was hoping. No, that would be that'd be a bummer. Or, or if he comes and he's like, "Are you Cy Amundsen?" You're like, "Yeah, I am." He's like, "You've been served." He's just a fake repairman, <laughs> just to serve you from breaking into hotels to walk up their stairs. You fucking psycho. I still think I probably would have been like a dude totally knew who I was. He absolutely knew who I was. <laughs> Jenna is very opposite. She, I, I don't think I could have married someone who's less invested in the idea of my career. Like, she doesn't care <laughs> about any of this stuff. When he was like, are you Cy Amundsen? Her eyes rolled so hard, I thought she was going to fucking tip over. Like, she, she knew what was coming. But aren't you kind of happy that you have someone that isn't isn't just invested in your career because if your career goes away she goes away i mean that's kind of nice that she's like i don't give a shit yeah i mean it's high risk high reward if they're really invested in your career and i mean some guys some guys play the variance some guys like to take the risk and uh, i'm not going to tell you which one of those guys i am oh my god hey everybody welcome marriage. day trader side to the show thank you Gross. so here's where it gets fun chad uh he goes I loved you on SportsCenter on Snapchat. And now I'm like, oh, this is going to be the best. I'm just going to take here. I'm going to suck up all this credit, and I'm going to feel good about myself. And so I said something like, oh, thanks, man. It was really fun to do that show. And then he goes, and this is verbatim. And I don't know how he hit it through the first two sentences, but he goes, that's for real. That's for real. That's for real. Three times. <laughs> he said "Okay, three times. That's for real. That's for real. Oh, that's for real. And <laughs> I got so because I know we use the southern accent on this show a lot and it's fun for us. Yeah. There is no dialect. Is that the right term? I'm going to let you walk through this one all by yourself just to see where you're going first. There is no <laughs> dialect that I love on earth more than that sort of white guy. They make like the oh sure. Hey, hey Chad, hey, you get some new headphones, player? <laughs> like I fucking I love it. Makes <laughs> right. I literally I grabbed a chair and I was like, dude, let me tell you all about ESPN. And I just plop my chair down and I just talked to him for forty five minutes to listen to him go like, oh man, 
yeah, you and Katie Nolan, yeah, that, oh, oof, oof, that was, so, it was good, like, dude, I fucking, I could, <laughs> I could still be there right now. I, I love it too, and I'm going to tell you something, I love using it, I love, you because I dress, right, I know this is getting old, I'm sure, for people, but mohawk, I wear a buffalo checkered uh, big puffy jacket with sheepskin gloves like I'm on a ranch. Yes, you do. And I go to the grocery store and someone will say, hey, how's your day? And I go, just try to live by life, try to shy by light, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love doing that because then they, it pauses everything. In this small little town, no one knows what's happening and I don't give a shit. I think it's hysterical. I, if everybody, you hear people like, I wish Morgan Freeman could narrate my life. Fuck that. Give me a white homie. <laughs> oh, you got me. You saw me take a drink, and I that was you. good. Good for Thank you. Thank you. I've been working on timing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, g- just give me give me a white homie to be like, oh, my man Cy going to come upstairs and make some cookies this morning. Ha, ha, ha. I bet he going to use some of that almond flour because of his allergies and shit. Like, I, dude, I, all day long. <laughs> Oh, he going it's such a ridiculous <laughs> laugh. I love it so much. Oh, he going for coconut milk. He going to dip the cookies in the coconut milk. Like all day. <laughs> I could do every single minute of it. There's, I think you probably remember this story, but I, the, the white homies are, uh, I, you know, their confidence is shocking to me. I there was sure. a show I did a I did a show at a club and there was a guy in the front row who was just talking fuck the entire time just just talking okay. to his girlfriend the entire time and I, I think you and I are similar in this way where um, I am going to address him and it's going to go one of two ways I'll poke a little fun he'll have a good sense of humor he'll like that he got some attention he'll laugh I'll look cool the show will be great, and everybody will have a good time. Uh-huh. What's the other way, though? What's, what, other, what else could happen? The other way that it plays out uh, is where I personally attack the core of his existence because I had kind of a bad day or the show's not going great. Uh-huh. It humiliates and infuriates him. The audience thinks I'm mean, and it's one of the worst shows I've had in six to eight months. Yeah. I, I know those shows. And I like it normally comes with some kind of threat. And then it, it comes. Then the man in the relationship with uh, if he's there with a lady, he looks at her to make sure she's not laughing at another man he doesn't like, even though that's why they came and bought tickets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. It's a yeah, it's a real it's a real deer sharpening his antlers to fight another male deer to to try to fuck a doe situation. And, Absolutely. Uh, and you are correctly in the future. So I'm out in the lobby after the show, and it, it was like this roller coaster of an interaction because he walks up to me and he goes, you remember me? And I was like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> like, who doesn't remember 15 minutes ago? I promise you. So amazing. I promise you he was sitting in the club paying his bills. Like, I'm going to go up to him. I'm going to be like, what should I say to him first? Like, remember me? from earlier in the show like i know you know he thought that was going to be cool but he leaned in like you remember me and i was like "Uh uh-huh 
because of how the whole show was terrible because of you and I talking during it. <laughs> so then he leans in and he's not like close enough to kiss my ear, but he's close enough that he doesn't want other people to hear what he's about to say, which that's a that's sure. a pretty big fucking warning sign right there. That's a dude who understands evidence and witnesses. But he <laughs> He he leans in and he goes, you think you can bust on me? And I am incapable of taking things seriously. And I know what he yeah, means. I know. I, you know what he, like, you think you can make jokes about me. That's what he means by bust. But the only sure. you think thing you can make that fun I, of me, yeah. Yeah, the only thing I think of, what do you think of when somebody says bust? If somebody says bust on you, we're talking nuts. We're talking jizz. I think you're going to I think you're going to finish on his chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's all I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah. and I don't say that. I was yeah. just like, no, I don't. And he goes, "You think you can bust on me in front of my girl?" And now I'm like, "Dude, there's no you can't don't do this to me cuz you're really angry. Don't threesome, threesome. <laughs> don't, don't don't put me in this situation where I have to say something smart to a guy who's pretty fucking terrifying." Uh, and then uh, he <laughs> he just he got even a little quieter and he goes, one of these days you going to fuck with the wrong motherfucker. And then he started padding where his belt is like underneath his belly button, which is oh, which I because I love the Second Amendment. I know what that means. I that means that I sure. think that I think that's a gun threat. And then I I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be tough. I'm a giant pussy. I backed down. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't, I don't, I just, the show was going bad and you were talking and I, I, I didn't mean to offend you. And I don't, I'm dramatic with my statements a lot uh, and I'm going to be here, but I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say a funnier thing in my entire life. Uh, he goes, uh-uh, uh-uh, man, you said your shit. No backsies. You said your shit. He said no fucking backsies. <laughs> <laughs> and it just dude it, i hope no one i hope no one budges in front of him in the bathroom dude he said he said he, and he said it in such a dramatic like listening to somebody use slang be really really dramatic threaten you and then use a child's term like no backs he's like yo i bra you made a whoopsie daisy here motherfucker you made you whoopsie daisy this shit motherfucker look at my face i'm in frown town right now i like smiley village ask my nana and pop pop like what a fucking what an insane thing. yo hold up yo hold up remember what you said to me on stage well heard this heard this you need to know that i'm rubber and your glue whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you son <laughs> it's so fucking silly also it's <laughs> very silly if if there is a person on earth who hates that impression and that because ever since that repairman was at the house i've just been yeah. walking around our house being like jenna where the kevin dog at my heart what like i've just been ja, ja, ja. like i've been <laughs> dude i'm surprised her vagina hasn't left her body and gone and got an apartment somewhere in minneapolis like that's that's how much <laughs> she hates that impression <laughs> I love. I didn't even know I could do sutures, but here we are. I must have. I'm, have you ever heard of sleep sutures? Because that's what I gave myself. Um, I will tell you this about your ESPN thing. So Olivia is a junior, 
Last year, obviously sophomore, she's uh, progressing naturally. <laughs> and she had a bunch of guys in her grade listen to our podcast. She didn't have them, but a bunch of guys listened to the podcast. And they were like, your dad. So I saw them. They were all out together. And I saw them and they were like standing up kind of kind of freaking out. Right. Um, and she came over to me and she goes, Cy Amundsen is the guy that you do the podcast with, right? And I go, yeah, you met him down in Minneapolis and blah, blah, blah. And you <clears throat> know who he is. And she goes, is he on ESPN or something? And I go, yeah, he's ESPN Snapchat. And she goes, oh, because everyone over there is freaking out. And I go, oh, huh? okay, yeah. And so now these these boys are coming over to me and going, you know Cy Amundsen? <laughs> and, and I need you to know something. We both have egos. So in my head, I'm like... I have fucking blue check marks on every single social media, you piece of shit. <laughs> Who cares about Cy <laughs> Can you completely deflated. Do you know if any of those boys know how to fix a washing machine? Because they're all welcome at the house. <laughs> I remember, so I took a, I took a driver's license picture once where I pulled my chin down to my tits. Yeah. And it just displayed an entire chin i mean it pushed everything up and down it looked amazing you look like fat bastard from uh the austin powers movies it was great it looked like i was wearing uh, one of those pillows you use on an airplane backwards it was great <laughs> and so then isaac my son did did the same thing he took the same picture because we thought it would be funny and then you displayed them both on snapchat on espn and he got so much attention he could I, I got to tell you something. When you told me you were on ESPN on Snapchat, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on uh, AMC on Facebook. I just didn't <laughs> I didn't know how big of a following it was. And he got it was crazy. Dude. It was crazy. So I, I understand that guy. I mean, I hate the fact that he gave you attention, but I get that he he knows who you are from it. Dude, I one of the things that I did when I was there, people would they were. Obviously, I'm not good at doing any like, sports center. You're going to put me on fucking sports center. I'm a maniac. So I'd done the show for like two months. And then I had this idea. I saw that um, Michigan tried to uh, the university tried to auction off mm -hmm. a pair because I guess Jim Harbaugh, their coach, wears khakis a lot. That's a thing that sure I, I don't fucking know. But uh, they tried to auction off a pair of his khakis for six hundred dollars. And nobody bought them. And I thought that was the <laughs> fucking funniest thing I'd ever heard. So on when I was supposed to be doing highlights, I instead used part of the show to announce an auction for a pair of my pants to see if I could beat. I was I called them the better than Harbaugh <laughs> pants. And, I, you know, we, I, I was going to donate the money to charity. And we did. And they ended up selling like we framed a pair of the pants and they ended up selling for like twelve hundred dollars or some insane shit <laughs> i know i still have them <laughs> and so uh but from that point on i had to run the whole like auction through my social media i couldn't do it okay uh, so i like i just people were interacting with me and then that kind of became the standard on espn where it's like hey Cy, do you have any fucking weird ideas that people can just interact with you and one of them I came up with was really simple. It was going to be 4th of July. And you know how they have, they have the top 10 on SportsCenter? Yep. So they, I, 
I was like, what if we did? Because all these kids want to, like you just said it, look at how much attention Isaac got for having his driver's license on there. Right. And that was another thing. I was like, I had people send in their shitty driver's license photos and we showed a bunch of them. Total sports stuff. And so (laughs) I, I was like, wouldn't it be great if we had people send in like trick shots, like insane trick shots from their house and we do like a home top plays for the 4th of July. And so, dude, there were people who like they would put a basketball on the on the handle of a shovel and then stomp on the shovel and heave it like 70 yards through the air and it would hit. You know, it's like that dude. Perfect shit. Wow. We got a lot yeah. of that stuff. Um, but what I never told anybody was how much really fucked up shit I got that we couldn't ever air. Because <laughs> I also I I did a thing where early on in the show, I really satirically started because I thought everybody hated me because I was bad at the show. So I started calling my fans. <laughs> of course you did. I started calling my fans Psy Nation sarcastically. But then like any good villain, it very much became a real thing in my brain. So I would always reference Psy Nation. And so when, when we did these top plays, I was getting videos from like groups of 14 to 16 year old boys that would like the camera would turn on and you just see a teenage boy go, what's up, Psy Nation? My name is Jacob and this is called Three Pointers on Fire. And then they would just show like a bonfire with a basketball in it. (laughs) They would take it like just horrible, like horrible, dangerous shit that these children were sending me. And so I I did like it never aired um and this will probably prevent me from ever getting a job anywhere ever again but i (laughs) somewhere on my computer i have a funny jackass style reel of insane like teenage boys shouting the word psy nation and then doing absurdly dangerous (laughs) shit I'd like to bring this thing back full circle. Speaking of dangerous shit and Psy Nation, um, I'm glad that you had to deal with that guy at the show because if I would have been there, I would be shot, possibly family members dead because I can't, uh, what you did, I know I'm supposed to, right? That's the first thing my brain goes through. It goes, hey, back away from this guy. He's showing you that he has a he has a gun somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, I'd be like, you mean to tell me you sat through an entire show with the handle of a gun poking you in the belly button? Get (laughs) the fuck. And I would have just ridiculed him even further until you heard. (laughs) And then I just lay on Acme's floor bleeding through my two head holes. (laughs) Just ridiculous. (laughs) Just leave me there for a museum. And this is where Chad's eyeball used to be. But it exploded when the bullet penetrated it. He thought he was so cute. Just ridiculous. Oh, I got to tell you something. Speaking of blood, I got to interrupt. Okay. Rem- remember I told you about my new neighbors? Mm-hmm. Right? Where they always walk kind of towards the backyard to check things out. I am so proud of what I did. A friend of mine, I talked him into it, came over, and I dragged him from the road. Normally, I park... <laughs> I park on the side of my house. <laughs> this is, I'm so excited to tell you this. And I didn't even do this for the podcast. I did this for just fun, for laughs. So I normally park on the side of my house because I have a side door. 
and that's where the driveway is and they can't see because my house is in the way but i dragged him um, from like i had him under his armpits and i dragged he was on his heels basically and i dragged him into my garage and then uh i just sat in there and i cut wood for a very long time with a chainsaw and then uh, i brought out bags garbage bags full of stuff but i had on basically a butcher's apron and i put ketchup all over it it was so fantastic <laughs> because because they were outside and they were enjoying uh just some fresh air some crisp fresh air because it is cold here and they were in their driveway and i just kept putting bags and like waving with my big gloves on oh my god i had so much fun and then my friend how cool is this he stays in the garage for two hours till they leave so he can get get out of the garage without them seeing. So he just did like dips and pull-ups on my my pull-up stand oh, while he waited. For, I know while he waited for me to text him that they were back in the house. That's legend status for him. <laughs> but I had so much fun. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Oh, oh that's God. amazing. Just, I just keep waiting for the cops to come knock my door down. I was just going to say, I, I mean, I, I suppose it's close to Halloween. So maybe, you know, they think it's some sort of bit. But I'm telling you, I'm calling. Sure. I'm calling. Well, they waved back. So I don't, they didn't seem too terrified. Yeah. Um, you know how we're going to launch a Patreon in January that we've, mm -hmm. we've promised people and we will follow through with because we're adults? Yep. Uh, you know, I don't know if I can get a hold of this, but since we were talking about SportsCenter, uh, I found out after being there for a while that all the like producer kids who put the show together, they all, yeah. uh, they had a pool going on how long it would take to get me fired. And, <laughs> and they, cause whenever I would record the episodes, I would just say absurd shit throughout it, like in between takes and stuff, not like offensive stuff that would get you canceled, but just pretty aggressive jokes just po just possible hot mic youtube clips yeah 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 me talking shit about people in the sports world that espn would be like yeah that's not really on brand for us and sure so i do know and maybe we could throw this on there if i can get somebody to give it to me i they use they, they made me do this thing where at the end of the show i would have to give them a bunch of leads just in case something happened like i'd have to go this just into Sports Center. Breaking news at Sports Center. Like shit like that. Um, sure. You're never sure. going to believe how this one ended. Stuff in case something crazy happened in the middle of the night. Because we would record until like at about one o'clock in the morning as we would record. And then it would air really early in the morning. Oh, and my God. So I hated doing that. I thought it was so stupid. And so every time I would end it with announcing different ways that oj has died uh, i would just like i would just end it with announcing that oj simpson had passed on and so there's this just continuous roll of me just like minutes of me going this just into sports center the juice has been squeezed oj's dead like it just the juice is on the loose probably in hell simpson gone forever and so somebody, one of the kids cut a whole run of those together. And it's probably the best thing I did while I was there. I'll see if I can steal that for the Patreon. I think you should. That'd be fantastic. 
Hey, can I go way back to funny voices? This does seem like a Wayne's World episode where we're just going and going back and forth. But I like it. Let's do it. Let's just keep going. Let's mess up the timeline. I'm into it. Jenna's best friend, who I like a whole lot, uh, but I'm not exact sure her country of origin. It's Europe. And uh, her name is Danielle. I she was I, in the wedding. She was in the wedding. She's fantastic. Uh, she was talking to Jenna on FaceTime or, or something where the speaker was playing in the room and they were talking about flu shots. And I didn't realize okay. that over there they call shots jabs like J-A-B-S. So she kept sure. reflu- uh, referring to it as a flu jab. And I thought that, that was so funny. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a guy and what a guy in Boston calls it when his wife gives him head while he's sick. Like, yeah, Terry, it was a pretty tough week, but Sharon gave me two flu jabs because I was feeling so shitty. <laughs> so far during this episode, <laughs> you have named uh, blowjobs with two different dialects, two different regions. I love it. Oh, that's right. We had the parrot head. Thinking of names. Yeah. I got to go get myself a tetanus jab. (laughs) Also, my brother Greg, uh, for some reason, has been working on an Obama impression. And so he's we've we've talked about this before. He's the big woke. He's really politically involved. And he he works overnights at a pharmacy. So he listens to a lot of coverage. And for some reason, he mm-hmm. got it in his head that he thinks he can pull off an Obama impression. And I'm going to be honest, it's pretty good, which. Oh, nice. It's just uh, in time. <laughs> just wait till you hear his Jimmy Carter. And uh, yeah, it's like figuring out your drive on the 18th hole. Like, oh, here we go. Awesome. <laughs> it, no, it's like figuring out your drive after you're back home, had dinner and you're out in the lawn. <laughs> that's fair but he's he it's unbelievable because he's bar none the worst impressionist maybe in the history of mankind you'd be like greg what does somebody from russia sounds like top of the morning to ya like he's and i'm not good <laughs> he's so bad with the exception of for some reason when he was like 12 or 13 years old do you remember the show elf a l f the puppet yeah, oh, yeah. Greg did a spot-on elf, and he could only... Interesting. He could only say one sentence, because you remember elf wanted to, like, eat cats? That was his thing. He liked to eat cats. Greg could yeah. perfectly, in elf's voice, just say, do you guys have any cats? Like, that's the only thing he could say. <laughs> and so... You, you'd be anywhere with a group of people and he'd try to shoehorn it in where somebody like, hey, did you see Frank Caliendo's Madden impression? You wouldn't even get impression out. And Greg would be, do you guys have any cats? It's Elf. Do you guys remember Elf? <laughs> Just keep bringing it back. Uh, here's a Frank Caliendo story. For those of you that don't know, he was on uh, Mad TV. He had his own television show. He's on. He was on the uh, Fox uh, Sunday morning football show or whatever. And he, he does all these, but his big impression is, is John Madden. Yep. And I was working with him in Rockford, Illinois, and I had opened for him and Rockford, Illinois, just to let you know how, I mean, it, it, it was a fun room, but the stage 
was up on the banisters of the stairway that went down to the basement. So if you fell through, I mean, you were going to fall probably 20 feet. <clears throat> and so uh, that's, that's, Frank Caliendo's up there. That's perfect. Do you know how many times I've wanted to throw myself down a flight of stairs after performing in Illinois? <laughs> Just <laughs> trapdoor it with the mic stand. Um, so he's on stage and he has always done a John Madden impersonation. That is amazing. And right? this is before he's famous, right? This is, yeah, oh, way, way, way before he's famous. He's just, you know, he's working Rockford, Illinois, because he was living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he's, but he, these impersonations are unbelievable, right? And so um, he's done a couple things and he's, he's had some things land, but we're there and he's doing the John Madden and everything and it's, it's killing. But then for the first time ever, he's doing, uh, Seinfeld impersonations and he calls back John Madden where I can't do any of this any impersonations at all but he was like Jerry Jerry you're killing me Jerry and then he brings back he goes now here's a guy who's angry at Seinfeld or however he did it and the crowd went absolutely crazy and he smiled a smile I had never seen before Frank did and you could just see dollar signs in his <laughs> eyeballs because he realized that he had figured out, like, this is it. I call back Madden to all my other jokes. Boom. And then he was just rocket ship city. I mean, he actually ended up buying, I can't remember who it was, but it was either Abbott or Costello's house really? in, uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, just the house that they lived at, one of them lived in. And I mean, nice guy, super nice guy. And, uh, but yeah, watching him realize that he was about to be famous. I've never seen anyone at that moment, like the genesis of it all, and have their brain pushed out to the outside of their face to let you know, like, oh, I know <laughs> that I'm rich now. It was crazy. It's like the opposite of how I feel every time I try a new joke. <laughs> Where my face just sucks inward. And you're like... You oh, just it's the second time I took a drink and you got me. Thank you. Hey, before we leave, uh, let's pump up our friends a little bit. I got two of them. Let's do it. I'll say them and then you expand on them. Okay, great. Uh, we both love Acme. It's our home club. I think I can confidently say that uh, a second home for both of us is Cincinnati, Ohio. Absolutely. Uh, Go Bananas in Cincy, Ohio is uh, it's just so fucking great. We've both been going down there for so long. During the pandemic, they shut the club down and completely remodeled it. Like, to and, and it, yeah. I, when I say they, I mean Mikey Kurtz and Lee Kimbrell yeah. And ran and like the guys, the, the comics who live there and the guy who runs yeah. the club, they did it by hand yep. and it looks incredible. And they've been running shows because it's warm down there. It's not this shit show of a state that we live in. They've been running exactly. shows in the parking lot, but they are doing a grand reopening the second week of November with our boy and frequent 
replacement co-host Kevin Bozeman. Truth. Uh, yeah, Kevin is so funny. If you ever get a chance to see him anywhere, you should definitely check him out. But yeah, he's going to be at one of our favorite clubs. And uh, there, there is something to um, a comedian's energy when they go to a club where it feels like home. And I know it feels like that for Kevin, too. So it's, uh, it's fun to watch Kevin anywhere, but it's going to be a fantastic week. And just getting in there and seeing all the new... Uh, the new construction that they've done and they really put their heart and soul into that place. So I would, I would definitely check it out and I'm going to throw something on top of this. As far as the Cincinnati scene goes, this is uh, Gabe going. Kia. Yes. Oh yeah. Gabe Kia, so a, a friend of mine for forever and ever um, met him in St. Louis. And he has uh, just been a fantastic friend throughout the years. He has a new album out dumber than a fish. And uh, Gabe is, Gabe is so funny. Gabe spent some time, up at uh, Dave Chappelle's outdoor kind of comedy farm that he was doing up in, uh, in the, I guess, probably middle of Ohio. But he spent some time up there this summer doing some shows with Chappelle and, and Michelle Wolf and everybody that's up there. And uh, yeah, new album out, Dumber Than a Fish. Definitely check it out. I mean, um, always great if you buy the album, but fantastic just to listen to it and, and for your own self. He's the first comic I ever worked with in Cincinnati and oh nice i think he's you know when you talk about people's albums you, you want to because i love him just as a guy too and you want to tell people that yep. but you don't even yep, need to with him he's a dude who should have by this point if he wanted to by this point he could have put out three albums he has so much good yeah. material and it's kind of cream of the crop and i listened to it yesterday when it came out it's god damn it it's awesome i really like it so yep Hey, wonderful guy, wonderful club. So check it out. And I really like you. I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.